the weight came off my chest and suddenly I felt literal joy in a way I have not felt since my son was born. See, I think that's like the upside to where living in this tiny boring town already, I'm used to not having a lot to do. If you do go out and you see empty streets or you're thinking about, you know, the empty spaces that normally are filled with people, um, instead of thinking of that as something sad, that there are all these people who are not connecting, you can think of that as love because that is a huge collective act of love that the whole community is doing by, by choosing to stay inside and choosing to not be out together. Hi. This is You and Me and Everyone We Know, an audio diary made by everyday people living through the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Brent Love, and whether you're listening to this right now or you're a guest on this podcast, you are part of a community. You are not alone. Thank you for taking time to listen, time to connect, and time to remember that we're all in this together. So we've been making this podcast now for a couple of months, which means that this pandemic has gone on for at least a couple months for most of us. The quarantine, the isolation, being deprived of what matters to us most, our jobs, our families, our friends, the places where we live that we love going to, the things about our life that we've cherished. There has been a lot that we haven't gotten to be around and to enjoy I feel like I have to be honest and tell you that this is so much harder for me than I knew it would be. I mean, I knew it was going to be hard. I guess I am just not used to living under this much stress for this long without what feels like any end in sight. I will say there are people that I know who have been through this and so much more in their lives and it brings me such incredible comfort to to know them um, and to reach out to people that have gone through stuff and talk to them about what they draw on um, to get through it and it also brings me a ton of comfort to talk to you you know whether you're on this podcast or Um, we've connected because of it it is bringing me a lot of comfort to reach outside of my house which I don't leave very often um, and make real connections to people which is something that I miss and I crave and uh, I'm just so grateful that you are listening now uh, and that you're part of a network of people Um, that are getting through this and and connecting to each other. So thank you. So we are two months into this podcast, and in this episode, we're talking to Michaela, Erica, and Maria. Michaela is an event producer who came home from New York City to Minnesota, and Erica is a freelance photographer in the Twin Cities. And finally, Maria is a mom and my oldest friend. In the first part of this episode, we're talking to Michaela. Michaela worked as an event designer in New York City before returning home to build a family in Minnesota. We talked on April 3rd, and things were still so new for all of us. 
Michaela does freelance work now and has worked with organizations across the country to host their biggest company events. Now, during this pandemic, she's looking ahead to a lot of unknowns for her work and for her family. She and her husband have a sweet baby boy, and in the first days of the pandemic, they had a huge decision to make. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having here me. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. Here we are in, in Isolationville and quarantine. Um, how? I guess the question now is how long have you been in quarantine? Oh, you know, we were just, I was just figuring that out because we, um, we, our kids are not school age, but we started at the time when the schools were going to start closing just because we felt like that was, that made sense. We didn't even know that there was going to be a stay in, you know, shelter in place order, but we were like, okay, we had been traveling earlier in March. Let's just make sure like if everyone's going to like kind of hunker down for a couple of weeks, let's do the same thing. So yeah. we started, we kind of started officially with a family on the 18th. We had one person coming through who was here on the 19th. And then, and then we had, we took like a good two weeks without doing anything you know, or, or going yeah. out in public besides one more trip to the grocery store. That was just me. So yeah, but we're, so we're you, into, we're just starting the third week of it. Okay. I guess. So I think I'm a week ahead of you actually. Oh, wow. Did you start this. around the 11th? Uh huh. Well, I, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's right. Um, I would say I, you know, I had actually on the 12th, there was one I went out, uh, we went out, that was the last time as a family. And I think there are, again, like a couple of grocery store runs, but otherwise we've been um, kind of isolated from everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay, so can you tell me how uh, the age of your kids? Yes, I have two kids. Connor is almost three. He'll turn three on the 22nd of April. And Chloe is eight months Oh, an Aries baby. I have to uh, give a sh- Aries shout out. I'm on the 19th of April. Oh, happy early birthday. And, <laughs> thanks. And our, um, me, my sisters are also in this at that same week. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So lots of April babies. It's Very April. Cool. And we're all going to be in quarantine. We're like, man. <laughs> I know. Dang. I know. It's really hard. Uh, Zoom birthday parties. Not the same. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you, um, talked to me before we sat down to record that you guys made a pretty big decision when you decided to quarantine. Um, can you tell me what that decision was and how it's going? Yeah. So we, so we had, my husband and I both work from home. I work for myself and it's a very fluid, flexible schedule, but, um, we have a nanny and we decided, um, very quickly, like when, as things were starting to like become clear that this was going to be a really real situation, we decided to invite her to move in with us. She doesn't live with us normally, but she takes public transportation Mm -hmm. and, and has roommates. And we, I had though, actually, so you were saying you started on the 11th. We, we started talking about it right that week. We were like, okay, it's coming. What are we going to do? And I think like, I think, you know, over that weekend, I, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to think about Judy. Judy's our nanny. She's fabulous. And, and we were like, I was thinking to myself, like, I need to broach this with my husband. So I, I said to Matt, I said, hey, you know, um, we should just talk about whether or not we think maybe we want to ask Judy if she'd want to move in because, you know, she takes the bus and 
blah, blah. And he kind of thought she wouldn't want to. And I, I had no idea whether she would or not. And um, we had, we, we live in an old house that we, we had renovated before we moved in. And then we had just done our basement and it's not like a big basement. It's just a, it's got a pull out couch and it's got a bathroom and we'd had mm-hmm. family stay where there for the holidays. And so we know like it's a place you can stay. But anyway, long story short, we we talked about it, and and Matt was like much more open to it than I expected him to be, and but we kind of like were like noodling on it over the weekend. But then by Monday, I was like, "This is we've got to make this happen." And so um, on Monday morning, I said maybe it was either Monday or Tuesday morning. I said to her, "I said I said you know would you like to move in?" And I I thought it was going to be a discussion, and it wasn't even a discussion. She was just like, "That sounds like a great option." I'll go home tonight and get my stuff see you tomorrow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So and she's she's um she had come over here originally as an au pair and like she had finished her au pair job and then she was so she was living with people that she doesn't know super well, but she has roommates and she's just like they're not taking it seriously. And I don't I, you know, she has she has family she um has had been living in Spain. She's Colombian, but she grew up in Spain and her, mm-hmm. and her, so she has family in Spain who are going, who were going through this really intensely way before we started going through it intensely. Yeah. So she's been like really paying attention to it. And she was just like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So. Yeah. Especially <laughs> thinking like, uh, if she's, you know, by herself right now and her family yeah, is really far away. Exactly. Yeah. She, most of her families, her close families in Colombia and she has other family around the United States. Um, in fact, even some in New York, but like, yeah, she doesn't have, she doesn't have family here that she can kind of turn to. And, um, and yeah, we just felt like, okay, well, if, if this is the kind of thing where you don't know if it's spreading or not, and it's, it's, it's out there in the community, like taking public transportation is just, you know, something that's going to be somewhat of a risk. And so, so yeah, we, wow. and we had no cool. idea how it was going to go, but she, she moved in and it's been actually pretty good. I mean, she's, she, you know, we try to be really respectful of her time and she, if she wants to eat with us during dinner time or, you know, other you hang out with us during other time, she's welcome to, but she's also like, we've, dedicated the basement as like her space and she can be there and she doesn't have to interact with us when she doesn't want to. And, um, you know, she's luckily we live, um, in a nice neighborhood and you can go out and take a walk around the lake. And so she, she does her own thing when she needs to get out of the house and, and yeah. Wow. That is wild. Like, is this something you had considered before? Is it totally like COVID-19 time? Totally COVID-19. I mean, we, I really, I really, um, value my personal space and, you know, I value our family time. We yeah. usually do like Friday night movie nights downstairs in the basement. Like we just, it's never something that I occurred to me that I would, I would have wanted to do. It's just that it felt like the right thing to do because, of the situation. And we're really uh-huh. glad we, you know, especially that now that things have like, we're starting to see kind of the ramifications um, mm-hmm. in a much more intense way over the last week or two. Like I'm, we're really glad we made the decision. And, and it, I mean, you know, we're probably going to be, uh, this is my guess. I'm not an expert, but like we're probably going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. And it must yeah. feel like quite a relief to have taken a risk that, it's probably a good idea at this point. Yeah, it does. For a while, it for does. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like a month, two yeah. months. I don't know. Yeah. And she, you know, we had originally talked 
we said like, okay, well, let's get through 15 days and see what happens. And this was before Governor Walls did his stay in place or shelter in place mm-hmm. order. Um, so now that's going to the 10th. She is going to pop home this weekend. We'll, we'll probably like offer her an Uber or something, but she's yeah. going to pop home to like um, pay her rent and grab a few more things. And, you know, but, but yeah, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, it's kind of unclear when this is going to end and we'll just have to make the most of it. So, yeah. Um, what is it like for the kids to have her there? So like more, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's, it was, it took Connor a little bit of time to get used to it. The fact that like, just because she's here doesn't mean that she can play all the time, (laughs) you know, like, like we had to be really clear that like, okay, now it's Judy's turn time to go down to the basement and time to relax. And he was like, but she's not going to go to bed right now. And we're like, no, but it's her time to relax. <laughs> we have, um, we luckily we had very recently put up a baby gate go, that goes down to the basement stairs mm-hmm. because um, my infant is now crawling or starting to crawl. And so, so that was kind of a nice, like it's a barrier that we can like close and be like, okay, when this is closed and that's Judy's time to be by herself. And, and he kind of, that helped him kind of understand like, okay, he can't just like have free reign and do whatever he wants. And, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been not too bad, not too bad for them to get used to. Oh, that I'm, I'm really glad that has worked out because, uh, what a gamble. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, my, I was, when I was telling my friends, my, I have a very, very close group of friends that are scattered all over the country and, um, we've all been texting for the past month a lot. And, you know, we have this group text about what's going on in our lives. And, and my, when I set, brought up the fact that we were thinking about this, they're like, wow, that's super intense. What a huge decision and good luck, you know, making it. And it turns yeah. out like it hasn't, it hasn't been intense. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So I um, have to say, so uh, I have children that are about the same age. Yeah. So my daughter is going to turn three in November. Um, and then, um, Casper is nine months, I guess 10 months now. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, I wish we had someone here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I hear you know, percent. Yeah. It, no, I mean, I'm so happy that my kids are happy and healthy and we're hanging out all the blessings, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, it is a different lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it is a different lifestyle than I had a month ago. Yeah, for uh, sure. Well, were, what yeah. were, were you their primary caretaker before that or? No, they went to daycare. Yeah. Um, okay. And I was working from home. I get freelance communications. So, yeah. um, I was working from home and then uh, Charlie was going to his uh, work mm-hmm. and, and so they were at daycare um, during the weekdays, uh, not a full, you know, eight and a half, nine hours, but anyway, now um, the, the gig has changed. Yeah. And mostly, I would say mostly I'm at home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am at home. Gosh, <laughs> we're all at home. Mostly I'm with the kids yeah. doing kind of the primary. Did you decide to take them out of daycare? But did their daycare close? Or because I know some for some people, child care stayed open. The daycare is, yeah, the daycare is open. I think all states, again, not an expert, check the news. Mm-hmm. But I think all uh, the state mandate is that all daycares um, can care for what is this tier one, tier two um, jobs. Okay. 
So if you're in the medical profession or if you are um, a grocery store um, staff member or something like that, then yeah. uh, I think you can send your kids to daycare. Um, and so our daycare is actually open for some of the students, but we took our kids out actually before yeah. anything was closed yeah. because Casper was having a surgery. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Um, and we, and as soon as start, people started getting sick, we were like, you know what? We just need him to be like super healthy for the surgery. For sure. And it, uh, as it turned out, they canceled it. And, um, so, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, but yeah, we had them out of the daycare before everyone else. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, intense. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so um I don't actually know what you do when you're working from home. What yeah. do you what do you do? So well I'm an event producer. Um Okay. And so I <laughs> right now so you So that must be different right now. Do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I so I I I, like I said, I could, I work for myself. I, I used to do really big, huge events. Um, I worked for a big event design and production company in New York city before I returned to Minnesota. And I, mm-hmm. um, did really, really big, fancy, very highly designed things for big brands like target and other, uh, you know, nonprofit gala fundraisers. And anyway, yeah. now I, um, do events on a much smaller scale. I, I have, um, the nonprofit that I work most closely with is the campaign to save the boundary waters. Um, oh, wow. they, yeah. And their event was scheduled for, um, May 7th. They're, they they had just, they normally do a fall gala fundraiser and they just had switched it to the spring for this year. And now they're back to hopefully doing it in the fall. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had just, I had was, had been, I had was been really excited because I had just won a contract with the Minnesota zoo to do, a project for their farm babies exhibit. And we were, yeah. And we were, it's runs the month of April and we were about to go in production. We actually would have been loading in. um, We would have loaded in last week and things, you know, we were, I was starting, things were starting to like become clear that like things were shifting in the event world and people were talking about canceling or postponing and, and the zoo was kind of like, okay, you know, they just kept moving along and, and I, I was, it had been really fast and furious with them because they kind of, it was kind of a last minute project. They decided to kind of amp up and they brought us on mm-hmm. board and we did it. We just hammered it home to like, to prepare it really, really quickly. And then, and we were about to like press go on all of the printing and building of everything that we were going to do. And, um, they, I got a call and like the, I must've been Friday, the, the, 13th or so and Mm -hmm. he called me in the evening and she was like hey um i need you to just press pause we still want to do it we're just rethinking timing and then by that following monday they were like uh actually we're gonna cancel and then they were like oh actually can we're maybe gonna do it virtually and can you do some of the stuff but maybe not all of it and um but then it just that i just kind of like dwindled and they were like no, we just, we can't. And so wow, what it was, a bummer. yeah, I was sad. I was like, really excited about that one. And, um, but it, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a lucky position in that my, you know, there's the, the big event that I did have coming up in May is getting postponed. And so I'm still working for it and they're still paying me. And, and I'm really grateful because I have a lot of people in the event world who are just totally, you know, out of work yeah. or, and trying to figure out like a lot of them are freelancers or, 
you know, independent contractors and they work for themselves. And, and so they don't fall neatly into the, um, unemployment bucket. Like they, we can't just like file for unemployment. Um, yeah. so I do feel lucky in that, in that, um, the work I wasn't doing a ton Good. of work because I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm also a mom, but I also, the work that I was doing is kind of still going. So that's a good thing. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Very happy for Thank you. you. <laughs> um, it's a good thing to have right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, how do you see what, you know, what is happening in the event world right now? Like are um, people pivoting? Are people just like delaying things? It's really all over the place. So a lot of a lot of things, a lot of really really big things have just been totally canceled. Which I you probably know. Like, yeah. um, in fact, the latest one was I heard about was Wimbledon. It was like canceled wow. for twenty twenty. Um, the Olympics got moved to twenty twenty one. Other there's like big. I hear about big things like in the kind of corporate world that or you know brand events or that sort of thing that have been canceled because. You know, that just doesn't don't make sense to doesn't make sense to do them right now. Um, Anyone, any that I would recognize? Um, I'm trying to think. Like there was some, there was some big. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of. Like, I was reading all of this stuff. This is like now a week or two ago. But there was like some big like Xbox thing that was going to be in New York that's now canceled. And um, you know what? I've I this past week I've a little been a little bit under a rug. Like I was kind of like information overload, and so I just stopped reading the news. And now, it, <laughs> now I can't even remember what it is that I did read. Um, I think that is uh, I think this is a universal experience yeah. that a lot of people are having yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. But what the what is what has been tricky? So this um, the spring at certainly in the twin cities but across the country is like especially getting into april and may is gala season and it's when fundraise when you know nonprofits raise a lot of their money for the for sometimes for their whole year um maybe not their whole budget but they it's a kind of a big chunk of change that they bring in this time of year and so yeah a lot of those are um getting postponed into the fall um like the one that i'm doing is um and then some things are just getting totally canceled. I have a friend who was planning and working for the um, Democratic National Convention. And now that's looking like maybe it'll happen or maybe it'll be virtual. But her, you know, she's probably not going to do what she would have done had she been part of it. So, yeah, things are just things are all over the place. That's uh, it's crazy to think about all these uh, things that we love, these events that we love, you know. Yeah. I, I haven't even looked online to see if there's any news about like the state fair, the, you know, which is yes, something I love. For and sure. I'm, what I, the last I heard, this is maybe a week or two ago, I heard that it, they are moving forward as if they are still going to have it. So that is, that is a great thing. I hope it, yeah. I hope it's, I hope it happens. Yeah. Um, but, I'm I mean, not, I'm not feeling very hopeful about it. If no, I'm being honest. I know. I know. Well, even like I would like I I'm on my neighborhood farmers market um, committee, and I was I was like, what I, I have to check in and find out because I don't even know if we're gonna have our farmers market, you know, yeah. at, or at least not at the beginning of the season. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's like this is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's super crazy. So, um, how are you kind of keeping your head up? What is um. What what are the good parts of your day? You know, when you get all this news about all these things. Um. Well, my kids. I mean, that's yeah. they're the one thing that, like, you know, it's it, it is. Um. 
They are a lot of work in it. And I am very lucky that it's, you know, it's not just, just me or, and my husband, but, but they, we've been, we've tried really hard not to, they're kind of too young to understand it anyway, but we've also made a point of trying not to talk about it too much in front of them because they're so young and, you know, right now their life is just all about, um, joy and love as much as it can be. And we don't want to really change that if, yeah. if we can help it. So that's been a really good thing because, you know, it's kind of like there's no point in talking about it with them. And so that's it's always got a little bit of a respite when I'm when I'm my attention is 100 percent on them. Um, yeah. But I mean, I will say, like, as a mom, you know, like when I, I you know, when we were leading up to this, like I was reading the news through all of March and like I was reading all the articles about like stocking up your pantry and getting ready to like, you know, not be in contact with anything or going anywhere. And so I was like on a mission. I was like a mom on a mission. I was like going to the store multiple times a week, like leading up to when we decided to start self-isolating. And like, we had like stocked up and all this stuff. And I was, I was just like, go, 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 go. Like I'm an event producer. So I'm a logistics person, right? Like I was Mm -hmm. like, what is it that we need to do to plan and be ready? And we're all going to (laughs) like be totally prepared. And then I was in this like kind of manic, like protection mode for the all of the following week just just like my brain was like going crazy and my events were getting canceled I was like okay well then what else what can I do to help or like should we do some sort of virtual fundraiser like to do some sort of relief and I was like my my brain was just like working in overdrive and I had all these ideas and then it kind of became clear that like a lot of people we're not a not in a position to just be like creatively brainstorming about like what what we can do and or even if they were like all of a sudden um my event friends were you know all of a sudden not working on projects they had been working on you know some of them were kind of like you know I just kind of want to use this time to like do some personal stuff and like catch up on like cleaning my house out or you know whatever Hmm, yeah and and then I kind of was like you know that makes a lot of sense you know this doesn't need to be this like super productive time maybe it's the time to turn inward um and so I started to do that and then I then it kind of hit me like really hard I kind of like got off of this like manic wave and and fell into a little bit of a crash honestly and it was like really kind of down the past week just like oh this is this is very real. And like, like I said, I lived in New York City for a long time. So I have people who are really starting to feel major, major pain and challenges right now um, in, from that part of my life. And I was just like, wow, like this is going to be really hard for a really long time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a very long answer to say like, you know, every day is different, I guess. And I, I finally today, this morning I woke up and I was like, okay, you know what? It's okay to to have these waves of emotion and be excited and, and then be sad or, or just be, um, you know, I think what I was having a really hard time. I'm in like a very extroverted introvert, if that makes sense. Okay. Like I was having okay. a really hard time. Like at first, the for first few days I was like, this is so nice. We're just all going to stay home. We're going to have our family time. And like, I'm going to like get stuff done around the house. And, um, but then I, because I, I am, extroverted like not having the contact with the outer world is like I think what was starting to get to me was that like yes I can do a zoom call or I can do google hangouts or facetime and I was doing that a lot but that's just not the same no um and and it also like like kind of kind of can I think that might have also been kind of like what was I don't know it just like messes with you in a way like all that screen time right so 
I finally was like, okay, I just need to take one day at a time and like focus on the positive, focus on what, what can I, how can I create joy within our own home with my family or the people that I love and, and how can I reach out in connection with my larger family and friends um, when the time yeah, is it, right. And it feels strange, all of the Zoom calls. And I think the other thing about being in Minnesota is that it's cold often. You know, we had a really nice week of weather actually, but today yeah. it's snowing. Yeah. It's, it was April 3rd and it's snowing. And um, I, I think there's a lot of like staring through the glass right now, whether it's on 100%. your computer or it's out the window and you feel like a little bit like you're in a bubble and, and it, it's not, you know, I, I'm, I, listen, talk to me in a week or two weeks and this might be different. It's not that I feel trapped. It's just that it's almost, um, do you, do you do yoga? Do you mm-hmm. have any yoga? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. when they're like, you're sitting there and they're like, you know, just return to your breath. And if your mind wanders, return to your breath. It's almost like I get a little panicky and I want to like go out of that. You know, I, I feel this need to get up or get out. And it's almost like I have to kind of like have the discipline to look inward again. And literally meaning like in my house, you know, and like, (laughs) yeah, and like stop worrying too much about going out and like find the thing that I need inside. That's so, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. I mean, we had, we, because our, you maybe can relate to this, like, because our kids were so little, we hadn't been taking them outside a lot, like when Mm -hmm. it was really cold this winter. And it's just starting to get warm and you're just feeling like, okay, we could be, we were just even getting excited to start going to the park more and going to the library and those kinds of things. And so I think, yeah, it's been really hard to like not be able to do that in the same way. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And that jittery feeling of like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be out Yeah, and you kind of have to like take that natural rhythm of life and turn it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And although I will say like, I, I've been making a point this week to like, even if it's just for 10 minutes and it's cold outside, even if I'm go by myself just for like a quick 10 minute walk, like getting outside, not getting outside. That's like, I wasn't, I, even if I'm getting outside and getting a little bit of like daylight just into Mm -hmm. my system, I think is helping or will help. And, um, yeah. So yeah. Forcing myself. Well, um, I will uh, go ahead and wrap us up here. But okay. one of the things that uh, I ask everyone um, is if you have any words of encouragement for someone out there listening who might just need a, a friendly voice um, and some encouraging words. Oh, I like that. Um, I guess what I would say is uh, one of the, it's something I read recently was like, if you do go out and you see empty streets or you're thinking about, you know, the empty spaces that normally are filled with people, um, instead of thinking of that as something sad, that there are all these people who are not connecting, you can think of that as love because that is a huge collective act of love that the whole community is doing by, by choosing to stay inside and choosing to not be out together. We are really putting forward our best love to the world in, in trying to keep it as safe as possible. Um, which feels kind of paradoxical, but I, I I read that I I didn't articulate it as well as it's written, but I read it. No, it was, it was awesome. And I, I like that. I like thinking about that, that like, that's beautiful. It's hard that we're all, 
isolating ourselves, but it is a huge act of love and hopefully it'll have tremendous returns over time. So. Wow. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That was good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Look forward to staying connected. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In the second part of this episode, we're talking to Erica. Erica and I met years ago taking classes at Northern Clay Center in Minneapolis. Both of us left pottery behind when we had kids, but we stayed connected online, watching each other welcome babies into the world. When we talked on April 13th, Erica was still in the middle of a self-guided sabbatical, a break from our everyday habits and routines. And it was quite the setup heading into a pandemic. Hello. Hello. I'm so glad that you're doing this podcast with me. I know. This is so fun. Yeah. Um, who knew that uh, many, many moons ago when we were uh, throwing pottery that here we would be. I know. I mean, was it many moons ago? How many years ago do you think? I feel like it was five years ago. Five years ago. That's yeah. nuts. I know. So in, in the world pre-social media, we would have just like been like two people passing through <laughs> a class, you know, I know, through a common shared space. We might have said hi to each other and then poof, gone from each other's lives after that. Yeah, exactly. But, but thanks to Instagram, I feel like I know you. <laughs> I know. Isn't that wild? It's, it's cool. It is. <laughs> And we like have actually been able to like keep up with each other and have children and and goo and ga over each other's kids on Instagram. Well, I know, and I've just had such a, a like a, a admiration for your 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 story, your sweet little girl. You know, like little girl knows who she's been growing up, and um, it's just it's kind of a, like a eye to eye kind of thing with yeah. social media. And both of us um, have been trying to do the freelance thing since we had littles. Yes. And I've actually been a freelance photographer for a really long time. Um, so well, You've been doing lots of art for a long time, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, uh, gosh, I kind of dabble in a lot of little things. Uh, but freelance photography is your main gig? Yeah, and that's my yeah. that's my main income. Well, that is my income. Yeah. Pottery was just something that I wanted to do to free myself from. Um, I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> and I thought, well, which better way to do that with pottery? And it helped me mentally, you know, deal with my own profession and stress. And yeah. it was just so much fun. It is a lot of fun, and I, um, I mean, I gave it up when you know, my daughter was born, um, yeah. Yeah. because it is a finicky, finicky art form. <laughs> well, and you just get lost when you're at the wheel and all of a sudden you mm. look and you're like eight hours went by. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Yes. And then a windowless room where all these like whirring machines are going on, spinning the pottery around. Yeah. Yeah. I have no time for it now, but I definitely 
hope someday I'll be able to revisit it for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, so, so what is your life like now with, uh, coronavirus and the pandemic and Mm -hmm. what's it like for you? So I, we took our son out of daycare March 6th. Um, Oh, wow. And we both work from home and we share an office. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And so. I hope you like each other. (laughs) We definitely have gone to a, you know, you get this. It's a new level. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, But I'm able to play music when I'm editing. And so I don't really pay attention to him. His, you know, Mm -hmm. my back is to him, but having a two and a half year old home, I am not able to work at all. Um, And since one of us really has to focus on working and I'm completely unemployed, you know, all of the, the financial support for our family is coming from my husband. So suddenly I am a stay at home mom. And I don't mean that lightly. I know there are people who are stay at home moms and have been for a very long time, but um, this is, this is new for me. Um, I have no, you know, daily schedule in terms of what I was used to. And now I have this little two and a half year old where his attention span is like 10, 15 minutes and it's on to the next thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my new life is, um, I'm not working. I had some contracts that were really great contracts and they all, you know, canceled or they will be rescheduling, but not for a really long time. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, my new life is very, very different. Um, yeah. How does that feel? I mean, like, well, one, I should say, I totally can empathize. Um, things are, I, they're just slow right now. They're paused. They're Mm -hmm. kind of in this like waiting pattern. Um, and so my work is also in a waiting pattern and I have taken on the majority of the childcare. Although my husband is very active, Mm -hmm. he is, you know, give him, give him as much credit as possible for really being flexible and, and making his work happen at home, which is not normal, uh, for him. Right. But, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of childcare all of a sudden. <laughs> well, and it's so much, it's just so much more than that because you don't get personal space. You don't get personal time unless it's nap time. But even during nap time, you know, you're, you're doing all the stuff to kind of tidy up and, yeah. you know. I try to tell people, like I try to explain like nap time anxiety. Like people are like, oh, yes. do you feel like relaxed when, when, <laughs> when the nap happens? I'm like, well, kind of, but also I just feel like it's like a sand timer where you don't know how much sand is in it. <laughs> yes. yes. It's like, how much can you do? How much can you do? Move as quickly as possible. So you don't stop. I mean, I don't, I don't stop moving quickly when they go down for an app. No, I just go really fast, as fast as I can through the kitchen, through the clothes, trying to send off some emails. Yes. It's just a new, a new everything. Yeah. I know you mentioned, so you, we, we talked before this about like career. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about your job right now? So prior to the whole pandemic taking off, I was in this very weird place in January where I felt 
so much anxiety and I couldn't really dial in as to what was contributing to it. I just knew I had so much anxiety. Mm. Um, and you know, if I'm working, then I'm away from him. If he's home, I want to be working. Um, I have a desire to, you know, work out every day. I feel very healthy when I do that. And yet there's a lot of time in that. Um, so I just felt in January that something needed to change or it just, I wasn't able to take the pressure of everything. Mm -hmm. And I decided to take a sabbatical from myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) The beginning of February, I just felt like the slump was taking me down and I decided to take a sabbatical from myself and I decided to stop drinking alcohol. I decided to do this nutrition program. I decided to work out every day and not watch TV and read more because I kind of felt like I was getting more lack of a better word. I just felt like I was getting more dumb. (laughs) Like my vocabulary just, (laughs) just was diminished. Um, and Obama had came out with this list of his top 25 books that he read last year. So, you know, he read way more than that. Do you think so? Oh yeah. I mean, 25 books, he's like taking, you know, he's basically on the first vacation of his career, long, long, well, I guess four years is not a vacation. He's, he's in the most relaxed period of his career. I'm guessing. Yes. 25 books is like one book every two weeks. I know. And uh, like my mother is a really fast reader. So for people who are fast readers, I don't think it's, you know, beyond them to read. I don't think Obama might be a slow reader. (laughs) I don't know. No, he's probably a fast reader. Where let's let's I think he's a fast reader. That's my guess. Well, anyway, yes. Okay. I felt like what was the last book I read? And it was Oh um, man. It was Chelsea Handler's book, um something Dear God, it's me vodka or something. Uh, are you there, God it's me? Yes. Are you there, vodka, it's me Chelsea? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. And so I um I looked at what I was watching on television and how I was just wasting away watching this these programs. And I thought I would make a deliberate effort or a deliberate effort for three months to just give it a go and see what came up. And lo and behold, mid-February was kind of when coronavirus, COVID-19 started getting, you know, a lot more, you know, news time, press Press. time. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I went to a show at the Guthrie and we were having a meal with our friends and it was very apparent that I wasn't even on the up of everything. And the conversation started and my sister-in-law basically, you know, she is an even keel person and she um, was mentioning like, this is going to happen. Schools are going to close. This, everything is going to close. You need to start thinking about, you know, having stuff on hand. And I'm on my sabbatical and I just didn't think that it was going to become what it has become. I mean, who would have thought none of us have ever been a part of anything like this. Yeah. Um, and so coincidentally, I will say, lucky me, I had stopped drinking and I feel like that contributed to my anxiety kind of coming down. 
And then lo and behold, we had a, I became unemployed and then Everett came home and stayed home with us. And wow. suddenly I just saw basically time slow down and mm. all of this stuff that I feel like I wanted to memorize with my son because we're not having another I suddenly became very aware that I lost the first two years of his life because of postpartum depression and anxiety. Mm. And suddenly I felt like I just was given a gift in the middle of this horrible, you know, situation where people are dying and sick and losing their jobs and it's stressful. All of a sudden I just felt the weight came off my chest and suddenly I felt literal joy in a way I have not felt since my son was born. Wow. And I don't know how to explain it any way other than that, where, you know, uh, social media and our careers and go, 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 go. And your child is here. You're in all this pressure. And suddenly it was gone. Um, and I do have to say my reality is very, very, um, I'm lucky. My husband has a very stable job. So I feel very lucky. Um, if, yeah. if we were two, you know, freelance people, I don't know if, if I would be able to be this calm, but it just, it's like the world just slowed down. And I noticed my son's chubby inner thighs. <laughs> you know and what do you mean i just you... i noticed him I, I with your daughter and your son you just when you're able to really just savor the moment like yeah. everything it's just it brings tears to my eyes of joy to know i am in it now i'm in the moment of just slowing down and loving every little thing about him. And that was something I was lacking prior to, you know, my sabbatical and Corona, this, this COVID-19, I just didn't have a minute to breathe. I um, have tears in my eyes. Uh, and I was just thinking like, I'm so afraid of missing it. Yes. And it's like, what's the opposite of missing it? I guess it's having it, <laughs> which sounds so mm -hmm. like small, but it's like you have it. You have, it's like realizing you have the thing that's filling your heart up and it's there in front of you. It's there in front of you. It's, I wanted everything I have in my life right now. I wanted it so badly. And for, you know, it was for two years, it was just not there. I couldn't find it. And then, I mean, it took a world pandemic for it to come out, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, crisis is like always clarifying for people, I think. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about trauma and mm -hmm. um, about how, what, what might happen to you, like with the death of a loved one or um, losing your home or something like that. And, um, there, if, if you're lucky enough to have a, a moment of feeling safe right now, 
even a moment. But for some of us, we're lucky enough to have weeks of it, mm-hmm. of feeling relative safety. And if you are in that space, like it's very clarifying this idea that a lot of the things that we had are gone. Other things that we have now might go at some point. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and what do we have right now that we should savor? And I do think losing a lot of things that we enjoyed, parks and playgrounds and restaurants and movie theaters and friends and parties and all this stuff, museums, the list is very long. Like losing a lot of stuff all of a sudden makes you savor what you didn't lose. You know, in, in our case, it's our kids. Right. And it's also a moment of, cl- of great clarity where I just totally don't care about material, material things. Because in this mm-hmm. moment, it doesn't matter. All of that stuff, the stuff that we want to acquire, right? The, all that yeah. stuff, it doesn't matter. All that matters is I just cannot wait to see my mom. You know, my, mm. my dad died last year, January, and my mom is alone in her home. And oh. it's, you know, one of those things where I just can't wait to see my mom and I can't wait to see my nieces and nephew and my, just my girlfriends. Oh my gosh. Just every thing that you would think, you know, on a day-to-day basis prior to this that mattered, the cars or, you know the home. Who cares about all of this weird material stuff that we all were striving for? Because suddenly all that matters is the people, the relationships, um, the, it's just, it's a mind melding moment of reflection where how do you want your life to be after this? Yeah. And that's, I think for me, it's just the greatest gift I was given because that's what I was yearning for before. Like, what do I want? What is it that I need? What can calm my inner peace and myself? And, you know, one of the weirdest things that I did that I never would have done before, there are all these college courses being offered for free online right now. And I signed up to take one called The Science of Well-Being. And huh. it's offered from Yale. I never would have gotten into Yale, but there it is. And I'm in the class. And, huh. <laughs> you know, cool. it is so cool. And I'm doing homework for Yale. Um, it, it, there's all these little things. And it's suddenly it's the, it's the well-being and the science of happiness that I care about more than ever. Yeah. So... You realizing that the the thing you've been chasing, which if I'm going to speak for myself, because I I feel like one of the things that I actually relate to you on, having spent so much time with you on social media, <laughs> is this drive mm. to find meaning in work or just to find, like to work hard and find a lot of, joy and productivity and and feel the sense of moving forward 
um, achievement, maybe. Success. Yeah. You know, it's this feeling of like, am I successful? Am I successful enough? And I think, you know, you listed out like the things that are make you, that are important, you know, like all these relationships with your family, with, um, with your, your mom and, and, you know, with our loved ones and our friends, um, those things are, are the things that matter. But I do think one that wasn't on your list is it matters how we feel about our lives. It matters how you feel about your life and to arrive at a place where you're happy with it. And you just let a lot of things that you were unhappy with go is pretty, it's really powerful. It is. And you know, it's almost like we are all being given this crazy, intense, large gift of rebirth where if you weren't happy with that before, we're all sitting home (laughs) and we have time to reflect on how do I want to be after this? Yeah. Um, And to start writing that story right now. mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think one of the things I, I will say I relate to you on is being with my kids this much has changed how I want to spend the day because I want more time with them. I don't want less. Well, and you and I are lucky, you know, we, some of my friends are working full-time jobs. The demand to work is more than ever. They have children at home that they have to homeschool and they have to do homework and do all of this together at one time. And I can't imagine that pressure cooker for so many people. Um, if you're lucky to have a job, you now have to work intensely hard to keep your job. So it is not, it doesn't fall far from me that I am in a very unique situation where, um, that intense pressure has just, for me, it's been lifted. And I, you know, I, in no way, I don't know if where, you know, my photography career is going to go up for this being a professional photographer for 16 years. Um, I've loved being able to tell stories of people. Um, and it, it comes to me in it quite easily. Um, Mm -hmm. taking someone's portrait and everybody's the same. Make me look skinny. Don't make me look fat. You know, (laughs) what should I do with my hands? Um, Anything you want. (laughs) (laughs) Jazz hands. Do jazz hands. (laughs) Do jazz hands. Um, um, And I have, I'm on day 78 of my sabbatical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I only have three weeks left, but it's definitely given me a lot of clarity. Um, I'm still scared to get the virus. You know, there's that, that somewhat, you know, scary feeling. I make my husband sanitize his shoes every time he comes home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's a lot, I feel a lot more calm than I thought I would um, at this. I'm really happy for you. That's a, that's a good thing to have. And whatever you can share about that feeling is, is worth sharing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm making a lot of uh, chickens and I'm making a lot of bone broth right now. It's kind of like 
my my thing right now. So Wait, are you like cooking whole chickens? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm keeping the bones to make bone broth, and uh-huh. I'm just completely addicted to this very like uh, pioneer woman kind of thing way of life. Just roasting a chicken. <laughs> How often are you roasting a chicken? I do two a week. Um, two two whole chickens a week, <laughs> and do you just sip the bone broth? I drink a cup a day um, for all of the benefits that it provides, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm just completely addicted to it. Well, uh, I, as we wrap up here, um, I always ask if you have any words of encouragement for people who might need to hear the kind voice of a friendly stranger. I think if you can bring your mind to calm and see what's around you and you know that gratitude journal that everybody says changes your chemistry i think that that actually will help any you know intense fear or anxiety look around it's all around you even if you're you know in like a, a small place big place around people not around people look around and those kinds of things are going to help calm. I feel like they help calm me down. Yeah. In the last part of this episode, we're talking to Maria. Maria is a mom of a beautiful baby girl named Sophia, and she's an artist, and she's my oldest friend. We've known each other since elementary school. I used to sing the West Side Story song Maria to her to annoy her because I was a six-year-old child. (laughs) We grew up together, Maria and I. We got through our high school years together. We watched each other fall in love and build families. We both moved away from our home state of Texas, and when we talked on April 13th, Honestly, there's just nothing like hearing a familiar voice that's meant so much to you for so many years. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) You're officially the first person I have (laughs) greeted that way. Yes. Um, But anyone listening should know that that comes out of my mouth more often than than you might actually hear on the podcast. So, hey, girl. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can see. Okay, so we're doing this on Zoom, and I can see the owl that you painted uh, when oh, yes. you were in Waco. And I and I reckon it's so nice to see a familiar face, which right? is that owl. Besides you, even in the form of like you know, <laughs> big. It's a, a so the owl is uh, that owl you painted on styrofoam. Is that right? Yeah, I sculpted him out of styrofoam and then painted. It was like old um, lake styrofoam, like that would hold up a dock. Yeah. Where did you get and, it from a lake? No, my professor did. Oh. Or he knew and somebody. He knew somebody that knew somebody you, that knew okay, where wait. to get lake styrofoam. Did he bring it to class or did you want a piece of styrofoam? No, he brought it to class. He had a bunch of these big, huge, dusty. Styrofoam chunks. Can I see yeah. it again? It's so yeah. pretty. It's, and it's, you. So, it's so you. I just really love it. Thanks, friend. It's so pretty. Um, okay, so... Uh, how is your life right now? Um, it's pretty okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, definitely good. Everyone's healthy. 
everyone's happy. Um, my dad passed away just a yeah. little over a week ago. So that's definitely been um, an adjustment and I think would be a surreal thing at any point in life, but especially in the midst of current events. Yeah. Um, not being able to just, you know, fly home right away and tend to things. It's been, it's been weird. Yeah. I can tell. But, yeah. This, this is not normal, normally bubbly Maria. This is, uh, <laughs> uh, you're lifting the heavy weights right now. Exactly. Yeah. This is the pandemic version. So, <laughs> um, how's your family? How are you, how are you all doing? Um, doing well, all things considered. Um, I think, you know, one of the byproducts of a loss for a family is also getting in touch with a lot of the family members that you haven't talked to in a while, just cause life gets busy. So it's been nice to, uh, reconnect to some, you know, aunts and cousins and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How's your brother? He's good. How are the, how, how are the nieces and nephews? Um, they are, are they all, still in central well, Texas. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's in central Texas. They're good. Um, all growing like crazy. Yeah. Just like Sophia growing like weeds. Are you having a feeling like I'm having right now, which is I, I have to be here because my husband works here, you know, this is where my partner has like the work. Um, but I am missing Texas. Yes, totally. So much. Totally. And I think especially, um, like I've really just been gone long enough now to start like noticing stuff and missing stuff, um, that catches you, you know, just catches you out of the blue. Like it doesn't have to even be anything monumental. It's just like, what kind of things? Are that, um, the barbecue, the barbecue, <laughs> the good <laughs> <laughs> is it all food related? Yeah. I saw your post about bluebell ice cream. Yeah, most of it, most of it is food related. Um, and obviously, you know, friends and family. Yeah. Which usually have the food. So right, the weather is like so much warmer. It is it uh, right before I called you, it was snowing like crazy. Yes, yesterday was the coldest, saddest, wettest day. It was just uh such a bummer. Like, and I should then, be working on my base tan, people. <laughs> and I'm like calling, you know, home and FaceTiming home. And they're like walking outside barefoot and it's bright and sunny. Yeah. They've got the screen door open. And I'm like, man. But like in Saturday, it was so nice. It was in the 80s and sunny. And, um, and we sat outside all day. Yeah. You know, we drank coffee there in the morning, grilled played you know um played badminton all afternoon yeah. it was glorious and then yesterday it was the polar opposite um i'm ready for summer i also like i'm you know of course i'm on my phone a lot i'm scrolling you know instagram uh i'm new on tiktok which is a a big uh <laughs> man i i think i i actually laid in bed last night for an extra hour just looking at tiktok videos an hour went by of my life and what are the videos like 20 seconds or something so yeah. it's like an hour of 20 seconds it was i mean that's it's just nuts. like insane that i just like let that wash over me but no matter i was i'm watching tiktok i'm watching instagram and all these people are with their like six person families yeah 
all you know they're all t- you know uh, the ones that really get me are like the parents with teenagers or like kids in college and they're all like doing their tiktok dances and playing with a dog and having game nights and i'm like god damn it yeah. <laughs> exactly you know i'm like oh they all decided to go to the parents' house. And of course, they got these big houses. And uh-huh. everybody's, they're just like sprawling out, enjoying life. Like, oh, and, what uh, do you want to do? I don't know. You want to go make a TikTok? Like, I know. And meanwhile, like, you, I, I feel some camaraderie with you because you're so far away from your family. Yes. And if I, if I was in Texas, I would have, or I would have moved into my parents' house. <laughs> What is, um, what's the day like with Sophia and Chinji? Chinji going um, to work? Chinji still has to go to work, um, which they have. What does he do? Um, he works for the VA benefits enrollment. Okay. Um, so he processes veterans calling in. Um, so it's a call center um, office. So he's know. either hanging out with his coworkers, <laughs> hanging out with you and, and the baby. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. And otherwise, which it's you was, and Sophia? you know, we did. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of that anyway beforehand, but you don't realize how much you get out of the house until you don't get out of the house <laughs> and you can't get out of the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure everyone can relate to that. <laughs> uh, how do you, like, how do you deal with kind of being at the house? Cause that's a lot of time where it's just you and the baby. It is. Um, I don't know. We just have, we have a good little routine. We have fun. Such a fun age. So you're having a good time. Yeah. Having a blast. Um, Finally, I think I've been able to have some sort of semblance of a routine for doing yoga regularly and things that I like and getting back to being artsy, which is nice. How are you doing that? Um, In small little tiny increments. (laughs) Like, <laughs> how small we're we talking like five minutes 10 minutes i mean sometimes it's all it's all about the nap time it's all about all the about, nap it's time it's all about the nap time how many naps is sophia <laughs> taking right now um two usually she'll take like a late morning early afternoon nap and then a late is afternoon she down nap. For a nap right now uh no she's upstairs with chinji oh thank you so Chinji-Fu. yeah i will and he says hello by the way oh i say hello back yes <laughs> <laughs> i figured as much <laughs> Um, so but, you're, you are kind of sneaking away to do yoga or, mm-hmm. um, to do, do some projects. What, uh, what kind of art are you working on right now? Um, I've been just playing with paint and cardboard. Which has always really kind sure. of been your thing. Yeah. I was going to say, so. Paint uh, and found objects. Exactly. Sums up Maria. I kind of feel like you're always painting some piece of, uh, trash. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> but like, like I, I, I'm gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to put a, a picture of your owl on the blog so that people can see. So people see. It's actually like the trash does become a treasure. It does, yeah. I'm not just like out tagging everybody's dumpsters on trash night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're collecting things and you turn them into something beautiful. Yeah. Um. So. You've got kind of a routine. You're into your quarantine life. Chinji's going to work. What do you think the future looks like for you? How are you kind of envisioning the next few weeks? 
Um, I think like the next immediate weeks will be more of the same other than more time outdoors as it gets nicer. Um, do you think you can then, do, I mean, are you having, are you, do you have any anxiety about, about. See, that? I think that's like the upside to where living in this tiny, boring town already. I'm used to not having a lot to do, <laughs> but it's true. Cause I was talking to a friend about it the other day. I'm like, if I lived somewhere cool, can you imagine I'd be jumping out of my skin, but I'm already used to not having many options. So. See, so, uh, and, and you were staying at home with Sophia before. Right. I'd only gone back to work, um, at the beginning of the year. So wait, you're back at work. Well, I was, but then, um, Corona. Wait. Okay. So, what were you doing? I don't know this. I was working at a gym. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. I was working. I was working at a gym. Um, cool. Which was great until Sophia and daycare. Uh, no, uh, I was working in the evenings. Oh, cool. And so on the weekends, yeah. I haven't had um, much luck with daycare here, so we just worked well, opposites. Yeah, exactly. Um, which was cool. It was going great, and. Then we had to close. Two months of a job. Yeah, exactly. Womp womp. Yeah. But I think, um, in like present hindsight now, the fact that I'm back at home all the time, I am having more luck getting stuff done that I didn't have before I went to work. Nice. So, for nice. what it's worth, at least there's that. Yeah. Like what? Like cleaning out closets and stuff? Um cleaning out closets, childproofing stuff that changes because she's growing, you know, because she gets taller and taller. Right. Exactly. Oh, I can do this. I have, isn't that funny when you're childproofing your home, how like everything it just kind of up. raises <laughs> yes. up higher and higher and higher in your house. It becomes like smaller <laughs> islands in the middle of tables. Like. Yeah, that's right. You, there's the <laughs> Island in the middle of the table of the stuff you don't want the kid to grab Yeah. <laughs> until she can get up onto the chairs. Right, yeah. And then that's so. going to have to move off the table onto the counter. And then she's going to get on the counter. It's going to have to go in the cupboard. And once she can get into the cupboard, <laughs> you're screwed. It's over. Just tell them not to play with knives at that point. Yeah. It's like, good luck. Don't play with the knives. <laughs> Fire knives, not until you're 10. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why 10's the magic knife. I don't either. Fire it just time. sounds. It's like, well, you've <laughs> made that... it a decade. So. Well, you were working at 14, so, I mean, right. fire and knives at 10 seems, exactly. seems logical child's for you. Child's play. It's child's play. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything that I didn't ask you in this uh, interview that you wanted to talk about? Not that I can think of. Um, and my last question is, uh, do you have any words of encouragement for people out there who just need to hear some some kind words from a friendly stranger? Well, let's see. I don't know. I think just remembering that we're all we're all in this together to some to some degree or another. You know, it's it's weird for everyone, and we just have to you know take it one day at a time. Well, I love you. Wish I could give you a big hug. Love you too. I know. Hug the fam for me. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Maria, Erica, and Michaela for coming on the podcast and for connecting with all of us. 
If you'd like to help the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or Stitcher and rate and review this podcast. It really helps. And if you feel like someone you know might feel comforted by hearing the voices of everyday people as they share how they're getting through these days, please share this podcast with them. Here's a bunch of love to everyone out there. We will get through this together.